Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How you doing folks? Another week has rolled round in the piping scene and yes, you've guessed it, we've got loads to talk about this week. Uh, so no matter where you are listening right now, I hope you are all keeping the very best. Aye. Well, yes, you may have guessed by the title of this week's episode, we've got quite an awesome topic of the week this week. And no, it's not clickbait. Yes, we have quite an awesome interview with none other than Matt McIsaac. Yeah, and full disclosure, I have to say a huge apology, first of all, at the very beginning of the podcast, to the guys at Chanterant, who I believe has an interview lined up with Matt. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, so did we. And so we now have it here on the show. Uh, this has actually been, this interview with Matt has been available to our Patreon subscribers now for quite a number of weeks, since around the start of October, really. So yeah. And uh, yeah, we're now finally letting it see the light of day, I suppose, here on the podcast. So yeah, apologies to the guys at the Chanter Rant, uh, but no doubt, yes, your interview with Matt will be slightly more colourful than ours. That's not to say that our interview with Matt's not a good one, because it, it really is. And if anything, I was a little bit starstruck throughout. So yeah, just a word of, the, word of warning, I suppose. I was a little bit of a fanboy, and kind of, uh, yeah, it's embarrassing to listen to, because it's kind of like... Uh, Half an hour's worth of, your class, aren't you brilliant, hey? Aye, that's exactly what it is. So anyway, we'll get into that, this week's topic of the week and all that stuff. Uh, but first of all, let's get into the introduction, shall we? If this is your first ever Big Rab show, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bag pipe and its people and uh yeah like every other podcast out there we do have a patreon like i've already mentioned uh so yeah if you do want to get your hands on all of that extra stuff that is exclusive to patreon subs then do consider going over there clicking on support and yeah you'll get your mitts on all of that extra stuff like i said this interview on this week's show actually with matt has been available to Patreon subs now for, well, over a month and a bit now, month and a half. So, hey, there you go. The folks on Patreon sometimes get spoiled with all of this extra stuff, but uh, we love it over there. So we have a great community over on Patreon. So why not be part of the Patreon FIFA? Alrighty, let's get into this week's show. We've got quite a lot of stuff to cover. And again, like every other Big Rab show, there's just too much. If anything, it's a very, very vibrant time to be involved in the piping scene. I don't know about you guys, but there is a palpable excitement in the air about things gradually building back to actually heading back on the grass again. I, I don't know about you, but I'm seriously excited for next year. There's going to be so much happening, and there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes with bands and musicians and composers 
there's a lot. There's a lot. So, yeah, if there is anything on this week's show that we didn't manage to cover or anything, then please do let us know because, yeah, sometimes there is just too much and we can't bring it to every pod. So, yeah, we'll do what we can to cover the news and views and stuff. And uh, if there is anything we missed, then please do email us in. Our email address is bigrabshow at gmail.com. I'm sure you guys have it memorized by now. That email again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, that brings me into the very first point of the show, which is listener mail. Indeed. Now, we got an email here from Michelle. He says, hi, Big Rab. Really loving your podcast, but you did mention that you have a Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. Where can I hear this? And do you have any music on there? Because your podcast doesn't have any. Well, Michelle, thank you for your email. And yes, we do have a radio show that goes out live every week. And I keep mentioning this every now and again, but I do feel that the audiences are two separate things, two separate entities. We have a, an audience who listen to just our Fuse show, our, you know, our FM radio show. And then we have an audience that just listens to the podcast. So... I don't know. I would like, you know, audiences to listen to both if possible. Uh, but yes, if you go to the bigrabshow.com, our website, there is a little button along the top there that says listen live. And if you manage to tune in on a Tuesday night at 7 p.m. UK time, then you can listen live to the show as it goes out. And yes, it's two hours worth of bagpiping where I play all sorts of incredible music and, uh, yeah, sometimes we put a serious amount of work into the playlist there and we have quite a mix of tunes from the trad world, Celtic world and, you guessed it, the competitive piping and drumming end. So we make sure that all elements are bagpiping are reflected in each one of our shows. And we put a lot of work over there in Fuse. So hope that answers your question. You can go and listen via the Big Rab Show website. If you're living internationally, Michelle, I don't know where you're living. If you're local here in Northern Ireland, uh, you can tune in on your radio, 107.5 FM, if you're living in the Balamoney area. Or, yeah, probably the best option is to get it through the Big Rab Show website or the Fuse FM uh, Balamoney website itself. Also, I have to say a special perk for our Patreon subs. If you do happen to miss our live radio show on fuse then we do have a catch-up service over there on our patreon where every week we upload the episode over there onto our patreon page where you guys can get caught up so if you don't happen to tune in live because of the time difference or whatever you you know reason that you can't tune in listen live then you can go be part of Patreon and you can download it each week and listen to it at a time when it suits you. So if you fancy a two-hour radio show in your pocket, Michelle, there you go. That's how you go and do it. So I hope that answers your questions. And yeah, feel free to message in any other questions at bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, any other emails that we did get in, we're talking on a topic that we're going to be talking about later in the show, about the Charleston Games. We got quite a number of emails about this. And we also got a weekly drone about it as well. And we do feel that the weekly drone kind of addresses all the points that we got in our emails. So uh, I have to say thank you to everyone who sent us an emails following the Charleston Games. And uh, we'll get into that. Yes, a good number of you were bitterly disappointed, I suppose. But uh, yeah, we'll get into that, of course, with the news and weekly drone and all that. But uh, yeah, I have to say thank you to everyone who's been emailing in as well. We have got a number of emails from folks just saying that you're enjoying the show and to keep the wheel turning. Now, thank you. Yes, of course, we will. We'll do what we can to try and keep the lights on and keep doing what we're doing. Because like we say, there's quite an exciting time to be involved in the piping scene. 
with a lot of stuff happening. And we do hope that we're managing to keep the piping scene together as we're building towards what hopefully will be quite a huge season next year. And the return of Highland Bagpiping competitively on the grass next year. We're really looking forward to it. I hope you guys can join us for the journey. Now, I have to be honest, ourselves in the Big Rab Show podcast, full disclosure, we have noticed a bit of a dip in download figures over this last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know if people are tuning out or just kind of getting disgruntled with bagpiping in general, but uh, we do hope that you'll find your way back to the podcast whenever you can. And uh, yeah, just tell your friends about the show. You know, we hope you have, the content on here is enjoyable and that we're we're doing what we can to keep the wheels turning. So thank you folks for emailing us in and telling us that we're doing a good job. So it's much appreciated. But also, if there is anything extra that we can be doing or content that you really would like to hear on the show, then please do email us in. We're always open to suggestions. Show at gmail.com. I think that kind of takes care of listener mail for this week. There you are. Send us in your thoughts and comments, folks. Alrighty. Let's move on. Now, each and every week we always talk about a bit of a promotion we have ongoing with the Piper's Dojo and their book, Finding Bagpipe Freedom, by Andrew Douglas and Camille Leitz. Yes, of course, our promo code, if you want money off at the checkout, is BIGRAB. Yep, you can use that and get money off. But I have to say, that's not what I'm going to be plugging this week, even though I've already mentioned it. What I'm going to be plugging this week instead is what the Piper's Dojo are up to with a bit of a free workshop this upcoming weekend. Have you seen this? Yeah, this is really quite genius. Yeah, Andrew Douglas is going to be starting a series of free online workshops. Did I say they were free? Free! Yep, my favourite word. And (laughs) the first one of which is going to be on Sunday. uh, Yeah, 14th of November at 1pm New York time. And the theme or the title of the workshop is called The 11 Reasons Pipers Fail. Wow. Now that kind of sounds a bit bleak, doesn't it? But if anything, whenever you read into some of the press releases and stuff that Andrew has put out about this, he talks about some of the common mistakes and pitfalls and possible roadblocks to progress for bagpipers. And yeah, if you can identify with any of these points, then perhaps this workshop could be for you. And like I said, it's completely free. All you do, sign up and tune in. So yeah, we do have, of course, all the links and whatnot up on the Big Rab Show social media. It's all over Twitter, Facebook, whatever. We're trying to encourage as many folks to get involved in this. If anything, I'll possibly be getting involved myself. Uh, because, yeah, I'm, I'm learning how to pipe at the moment. I know, I'm a drummer of 30 years, but this piping thing's a new thing to me. So if I can pick up any pointers on this, then why not? So, yeah, they'll be talking about the 11, the 11 reasons pipers fail. I could just about talk. So... I'm absolutely enthralled. I'm really, really interested in this to see exactly what are the 11 reasons that pipers fall. And uh, yeah, I'm really interested to learn more. So like I said, for more information, go on to the Big Rab Show on Facebook and Twitter and all the rest. And we've shared out the link and everything for the Dojo University free workshop that's coming up on Sunday, 1 p.m. New York time. I'm really looking forward to this. So, yeah, all sorts of incredible instruction ahead this weekend. Thanks to the guys of Piper's Dojo. Really looking forward to that. Excellent stuff. Now, I will report back, of course. Yeah, I will be attending on Sunday, and I'll let you know the crack. Yeah, it should be interesting. Alrighty. Well, you guessed it. We haven't actually approached it just yet, but, yeah, it's at this point in the show where, yeah, I think it's time for Word of the Week. (laughs) 
time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Remember. Ah, yes, indeed. This week's Word of the Week is Remember. Now, of course, here in the UK on the 11th of November, we observe Remembrance Day. And if anything, it's kind of a time for us of all personal reflection for everything uh, with servicemen and women who were involved in all of the world wars and conflicts around the world. And I guess that's kind of a reference where I got that from when we are around this time of year in reflective mood and remembering. But I also want you to try and remember why you lifted your instrument in the first place. Now, this might seem a little bit unusual, but like I said at the start of the pod, we have noticed a bit of a dip in numbers, a bit of a dip in downloads and listening figures and stuff over the last few weeks, and we're just wondering what's going on. And people may well be getting a little jaded, I suppose. Yeah, it's around October, November time. We do always notice a bit of a dip in numbers, but not of this magnitude. And we're just wondering, have we done something wrong? I don't know what's going on. But at the same time, we do want folks to remember the reason that they got involved in the piping scene to begin with. We all did this because we enjoy it. We love this music and we love its people. And believe it or not, sometimes we do need reminded of that. I do know a lot of people who have played competitively over the years and step away from bands. And then over the years, they kind of... They magically find themselves back at a competition just out of curiosity. And that one trip to a competition, seeing bands around them, seeing people they haven't seen in years, that's when they remember. Do you know, I I just love doing this. I'm going to lift the sticks again. Or I'm going to lift that chanter and have a tune next year. And then, sure enough, next year, you see them standing in a kilt going, I missed this. This was the best crack. Why did I ever leave it? So... Guys, I know we've been through something that is absolutely terrible in the form of a global pandemic. In fact, we're still going through it. And it has had an absolutely detrimental effect on everyone on the globe. You know, there's no one that has escaped this. And yes, bagpiping and drumming can be seen as, uh, you know, that funny little hobby that we used to do before lockdown and all of that nonsense. But we are slowly starting to edge our way out of lockdown. And as a result, I want people out there listening to my voice right now to remember that this used to be fun. And we used to really love doing this. And uh, yeah, I really hope that you can observe this week's Word of the Week. Remember. And possibly either lift the sticks in the house for a bit of a laugh and play a 6-8 or 2. Or lift that chanter and play a few 2-4 marches just to jog the memory. And before you know it, you might remember, I used to enjoy this. You know, there you go. So yeah, that's this week's Word of the Week. Food for thought, I hope. And I'm not trying to be preachy by any means. But I do hope to kind of plant a little seed there. You know, remember that we used to think this was the best crack. They are. Yeah. Okay. Now, like I said, in Listener Mail this week, we had... uh, Quite a lot of emails about this. And we also had a weekly drone about the Charleston Games. So, yeah, you guessed it. It's time for weekly drone. So, Aaron, let's have this week's weekly drone. The weekly drone. What a waste.
This weekly drone is not an attack or rant aimed at the organisers of the Charleston Scottish Games, nor at the Eastern United States Pipe Band Association. Rather, a stream of consciousness based on disappointing and disgruntled conversations stemming from the scuttling of the 50th celebration of the Charleston Scottish Games on Saturday, November 6th in North Charleston, South Carolina. Questions concerning weather had been asked in the days leading up to the big day, where 24 bands were ready together, together for the largest pipe band contest in North America since the pandemic. Organisers were committed. The games were on rain or shine. The judges, soloists and pipe bands packed up their minivans, trailers and luggage and headed to North Charleston in spite of the looming Scottish weather. On the day, a soloists began to have a go in front of the judges. At around 9am, announcements rang out over the loudspeakers and social media posts declared the games were cancelled due to safety issues. Unfortunate, but we get it. City officials made the right call, shutting down this outdoor event being held on the banks of the Cooper River. A one-two punch of stormy weather and high tides hammered parts of the southeast Atlantic with high winds and rain, along with unseasonal cold temperatures. The games could have gone on had it not been for the winds threatening the safety of patrons. It felt cold and moist, like Kyle, and the pipe bands were okay with the authenticity. How splendid it is to hear the word moist come across the lips of Aaron McElwain. Pipe bands are scrappy, and southern hospitality was abounding. Not defeated, bands from near and far took to the local pubs for a play and some crack. Good on yous. Seeing the pipe bands make lemonade out of lemons was a momentary and memorable moment, for sure. Here is what we can't comprehend. Everyone is there. The judges, the soloists, the bands. The money is all spent. Why was there no plan to pivot and take the piping and drumming portion of the games into a parking deck, a warehouse, a school, somewhere so we could play? What a waste of everyone's expense and effort. We get it. The games are the path for the bands to compete on the field. The games are held outdoors and are subject to the weather. Is our intertwined reliance on Highland Games and festivals part of the problem here? Do we need them? Do they need us? Maybe a weekly drone for another episode. The mission of the EUSPBA recognises competitions provide a means of improving piping, drumming and pipe band musical performance. We want to compete. 
with long germ shifts in temperatures and weather patterns. Climate change. Perhaps sanctioning from the EUS PBA should include a backup plan from organisers to address adverse weather conditions rather than hope the weather will be okay. Hope is not a strategy. Perhaps associations could look to further host their own series of indoor band contests like the Toronto Indoors or the BCPA Annual Gathering. It's not perfect, just pragmatic. At the moment, even the RSPBA is working on something like this. The Weekly Drone Yes, indeed, Weekly Droner, they are. Yeah, we did report on that story, actually, a while ago, that the RSPBA headquarters had uh, reached out to all bands here in the UK talking about a brand new indoor championship called the UK Championships, the UK Indoor Championships. Now, we have yet to hear the full kind of rundown of this and how it will work, but we've heard rumours. And I suppose ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we're reluctant to report on rumours as to what this indoor competition will look like. But I do get what our weekly droner is talking about. I have to give full credit, by the way, to the organisers of the Games for pulling the plug. I absolutely think it was the right thing to do for people's safety. And uh, so we're not criticising that at all. We fully agree with the weekly droner there. And yes, as disappointing as it is, for all those bands folk to travel to a location and then have to be reluctantly turned away, yeah, it sucks. It's not a good thing. But hey, at the end of the day, the right call was made and public safety is paramount. And yes, it's terrible. It's not the best thing, but it had to happen. But I do understand what our weekly droner is getting at. Why not then quickly pivot and possibly say, well... Yeah, let's bring it indoors. You know, we know of a particular place here and there and we can hold a bit of a competition. Let's do this. Like you said, the bands were there, the judges were there, and so were the stewards that could make something happen. But making something like that happen at such short notice, however, uh, yeah, could be quite a bit of a, a mammoth task, I'm sure. So... Yeah, kudos to all the bands and everything there for, you know, gathering at local pubs and bars and entertaining the locals and that and just having basic camaraderie, which was honestly very welcome to see. And like you said there about the Southern hospitality, I do know a lot of people at like absolute champions and had the time of their lives with beer was flowing and the tunes were great. So, hi, that's it. As long as you guys had a good time. There is some interesting questions there about do the bands need games and do the games need bands? Is a kind of a symbiotic relationship, I suppose, and yeah, possibly a future weekly drone there, I sense, uh, like they said, but uh, quite an interesting weekly drone, and if anything, it does kind of, yeah, it covers all the emails that we received from most folks who had emailed us in telling us about the developments there with the Charleston Games and how they had been preparing for weeks and months in advance and all of the expense with flights and travel and hotels and all of that stuff to get there and be turned away. For some, it was bitterly disappointing, but for others, they made the best of it. And, yeah, I guess that's the story here. Hey, if anything, like I keep saying, I think the right decision was made here. We're not criticising this at all. We do think that public safety should come first at all times. And, uh, yes, of course, the right call was made here, and everyone is agreeing with that. But, there is the but that, yeah, should the guys at Yusbaba possibly tried to do what they can and trying to wangle some sort of an event out of it. Don't know if that would have been possible, but 
either either way it's food for thought for possible future events to have a possible contingency for things like this in future but anyway that's all food for thought and i dare say we'll get more meal in on this topic so please do send it in bigrabshow at gmail.com would love to know your thoughts on that weekly drone there and uh yeah i dare say we haven't heard the end of this now I also have to give a, a full shout-out to Yospaba. EUSPBA, who did have a bit of an AGM there recently online, and it was live-streamed on Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff, and it did have a bit of a watch at it. It was quite lively, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah, quite a lively discussion. And uh, you might think it's all a bit boring and it's passing of rulings and things like that. And yeah, the majority of it was that, I suppose, business as usual. But it was lively. There was some real good debate in there. And, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting to see how these rulings and things get talked about with opinions flying around and then votes happen. And very, very interesting. So go and have a watch at it if you are anyways curious. I know I'm not a Yuspapa member at all, uh, but, hey, it is interesting to follow on the back of it. So go and check that out. I think the link and everything is still up there on their YouTube channel, on their social media and whatnot, so well worth a watch if you are curious at all about how the rulings and stuff get put together by the guys at Yuspaba. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much to our weekly droner there. Of course, completely anonymous. We've no idea who you are, uh, but that's the way to do it, folks. If you want to give us your thoughts and feelings, warts and all, then send them in to us. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash weekly drone. That's where you go and do it. There's no identifying factors. There's no names, no emails, nothing like that. So we have no clue who you are, and uh, we present it here in the show as it is. There you are. And yes, I have to agree with weekly droner. It is quite funny to hear the word moist on Aaron McElwain's voice. That was quite funny. Um, <laughs> and shout out to Aaron. I think he even added a little bit of echo to it as well for impact. So good man, Aaron. <laughs> uh, alrighty. So that was Weekly Drone. So let's get on with some actual piping news then, shall we? Away from Weekly Drone, Word of the Week and all that shenanigans. Let's get into things. I have to give a shout this week, first of all, to Fraser Warnock. Yeah. Fraser Warnock Bagpipes, of course, have put out a bit of an announcement saying that they have a brand new website, which is all sorts of amazing, by the way. It looks really good. So shout out to Fraser Warnock. Go to FraserWarnock.com, brand new website. And they're also offering a bit of a, a few special offers as well. Uh, you can put in an order for your pipe band for plastic pipe band chanters or plastic pipe chanters and you'll receive up to 10% off. Now, the minimum order of 10 chanters right enough, but yeah, 10% off for a full band. That's not bad. Now, also, these chanters will come with a read and everything set for your particular strength. And yeah, they'll also throw in a chanter stock as well. You just have to choose one of the, your, your colors and everything. So go along, check out FraserWarnock.com. Definitely worth a look. Uh, you know, Quite an amazing company that's been around for a good number of years. Of course, they're famous for their practice chanter reads, you know, the little red ones. Of course, I have one myself here on my own chanter. Uh, but yes, definitely we're checking out their brand new website for a lot of new exciting products coming from the guys at Fraser Warnock in the days to come. Apparently, they'll be adding to the website as it goes. So yeah, go and check that out. Shout out to Fraser Warnock. Okay, moving on. I have to give um, a, a huge mention, actually, to Isla Stout. Isla! Now, I did think I briefly mentioned this last week, where Isla is, uh, yeah, she's been listed as the featured artist as part of the Celtic Thanksgiving uh, concert hosted 
by the Las Vegas Pipe Band. Yeah. Isla Stout will be the special guest piper on the evening and she'll be performing on the yeah, 27th of November in Clark County Library Theatre. Now, tickets are available now. You can go and check out the Las Vegas Pipe Band on social media. They have all the links and everything up there now where you can go and grab your tickets for the Celtic Thanksgiving. Definitely go and check it out because Isla, as you guys know, is a blistering piper and composer of note and no doubt will put on one heck of a show. And uh, I dare say she'll be having the time of her life out there in Vegas as well. So have the best time, Isla. I hope and hope that there will be a little video recording here and there of your performance. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. So November 27th in Clark County Library Theatre, Isla Stout for the Celtic Thanksgiving. That's going to be all sorts of awesome. Oh, and I believe that the guys at Las Vegas Pipe Band will be performing as well, uh, with a few players that are flying in to actually help bolster the ranks. Yeah. So, shout out to a good friend of the show, Eric Avonhouse, and Bethia will be there as well, and uh, quite a number of other people are flying in uh, to be a part of this event, so the only person that's not flying in is me! Ah, anyway, I'm I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous at all. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be all sorts of fun. So looking forward to that and hoping, like I said, to see little sneaky video clips and photos and stuff from this event. It's going to be very exciting. That's all on the 27th of November, so be sure to get your tickets for that. It's going to be all sorts of awesome. Alrighty, you guessed it. This week I was going to talk about the Scots Trad Music Awards. Of course I was. (laughs) The Scott Strad Music Awards, it seemed to be all I'm talking about this week. And yes, last night's show on Fuse FM, I was blethering about it for at least an hour and a half. And I'm sure the guys over there at Fuse were sick of hearing me talk about it. Yes, the Scott Strad Music Awards have announced their finalists and their voting is open now. You can go and vote for your favourite at the Scott's Trad Music Awards. And I think actually the deadline for voting is this weekend. So I don't think you have that long. So I'll have to go go through this. But I'm not going to give you a full detailed list, hashtag list. But yeah, the full list is up there now on the Scott's Trad Music Awards 2021. And uh, yeah, for us bagpipers, we're pretty well represented. Shout out to John Dew, who's going to be a most up-and-coming musician. He's been nominated in there. So you guys know John. We've had him on the show a good number of times now. Uh, talking about, you know, all of his composing work, his plan, all of that. He's been in, on our beer tent event a couple of times as well. So John Dew, of course, presenter of the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast, has been nominated for a Scots Trad Music Award, and we wish him the very best, and you can give him your support by placing a vote. Also, shout out to Ali Levac, of course. He's been on the show as well, and what an amazing musician he is. And as you can see, by the Scott Stratton Music Awards, he's been nominated a few times, actually, for a number of awards, including Musician of the Year. I think in other categories, in his possibly best video or something. Yeah, th- there's just too much to mention. And let's not even get into Album of the Year. Oh, my God. It's such an incredible list. I had a quite a difficult time trying to pick out a particular favourite. I did manage to do it. I'm not going to tell you which one I voted for. Uh, but, yeah, I would like you to go and check it out for yourself. And the beauty about these awards is the website itself has a survey up where you can place your votes. But against every person that has been nominated, there is a link where you can go and check out their stuff. So, yes, say there's a musician in there that you've never heard of before, but they're worthy of a nomination and they're in there. And you do want to have a listen to see what they do. So you can click on their name, it takes you to their website, and all of their music is there. So, 
Yeah, for the past, well, week or so since this announcement of all the finalists, I've been delving into the world of Celtic and folk music and trad, and I've been really, really loving it. There's so much great music back there, especially all the albums that have been nominated. Some of them are absolutely incredible. So Some I haven't heard of before, to be fair, because they don't have Highland Pipers in it, but some of the trad music in there, man, whoo, so good. So, yeah, some amazing albums. Go and check it out. Yeah, Scotch Tribe Music Awards 2021. Now, before I get off that topic, I have to give a mention to good friends of ours, of course, Davy and Peter over there at Tartan Tunes, who've been nominated uh, for, yeah, for music in the media. So I have to say congratulations, guys. Fully well-deserved to be through to the finalists. And, uh, yeah, if you have ever enjoyed anything that Peter and Davy have done over there with Tartan Tunes, then please do consider dropping them uh, a vote for the Scots Trad Awards. Yeah, I'm sure they will definitely appreciate it. So that's going to be the last time I'm going to mention the Scots Trad Awards here on this week's show, but no doubt I'll be mentioning more as we get closer to the date of the actually announcing of the winners and such. So we'll get into that. But, yes... Congratulations to everyone who's received a nomination. Seems to be quite a lot of folk who are quite famous in the trad scene all deservedly got their final nomination and such. All very exciting. And yeah, go and check it out. Scotch Trad Music Awards 2021. Just type it into your search engine and you'll find it. I think it's on the Hands Up for Trad website. And the full listings of all of your finalists and all the voting stuff, it's all up there. And trust me, you can spend hours trailing through this list and just discovering all sorts of incredible new music. It's absolutely brilliant. There you go. And a lot in there for piping fans, I have to say as well. Yeah. Okay, now I have to briefly mention, of course, good friend of the show, Mr. Kyle Howe. Now, we did mention him on last week's podcast where he was starting his tune a day for November. Or should we say Movember? Where Kyle manages to grow himself quite a handsome moustache and plays a tune every day and is asking us to donate and help raise money for men's cancer charities. So if you are so inclined and you wish to help support Kyle and that and his efforts, then definitely consider going over to his YouTube channel where each and every day he's thumping out the pipe pipe and goodness. And there's been a mixture in here between Ullen Pipes. Highland Pipes, he's played a few tunes on the Blair at this point, I think, as well. The Blair Digital Chanter. It's really entertaining. So go and have a look at Kyle's YouTube channel. Definitely worth checking out. Even if, you know, I've already sold it to you last week. You really should have checked it out by now. But it's still continuing. Uh, this is now, what, day 10? He's already 10 videos done. And he's got a load more to, ahead of him. So, yeah, lots of piping still to come from Kyle Howey on his YouTube channel. Go and check him out. Alrighty. Now, I have to mention a bit of a news story this week that came from Lower Clyde Pipes and Drums. Yeah, they had a bit of a, a, a news statement that had, well, dropped on November 6th, saying that the band committee had met and taken the decision to change the name of Inverclyde Juvenile Pipe Band to Lower Clyde Development Pipe Band. Yeah, so Lower Clyde Development will continue to provide a platform for the younger players to receive education and competition, both in piping and drumming, and the change has now been recorded officially with RSPBA headquarters. So, they will no longer be called... Oh, this is confusing. Inverclyde Juvenile. All right, there you are. They will now be called Lower Clyde Development. There you are. So you've been told. <laughs> That's now the new name for that band, Lower Clyde Development Pipe Band, competing in the juvenile section. So that's a brand new name for a band that's been there for a while now. So good luck to you guys. Oh, it's always interesting when you get name changes and such because it's really difficult to keep up with sometimes. But hey, we'll do what we can. we do what we can. 
All right, for fans of the app TikTok, uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys know I'm over there on TikTok, and uh, I don't do much in the way of piping content. I just kind of muck about and point fingers at things and have a laugh. Um, but um, yeah, for those on TikTok, Jim Kilpatrick Percussion now has a TikTok account. Yes, believe it or not, the absolute drumming legend Jim Kilpatrick has a TikTok account. So why not go over there to TikTok if you use that app at all and uh, type in Jim Kilpatrick Percussion and you'll find him. And believe it or not, the content all over there is really quite awesome. So yeah, if you need more Jim Kilpatrick Percussion drumming in your life, then go and check him out on TikTok. I just wanted to put in that shameless plug. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Alrighty, now I have to get in. There's been some piping results, of course, from competitions over this past weekend. I have to give a mention, of course, to Glenn Brown, who managed to pick up the title at the Brat Gorm. The Brat Gorm? Yeah, I could just about say that. Of course, held in London there on November 6th, uh, Glenn Brown picked up the top spot and he earned himself an invitation to the 2022 Glenfiddich Championship. Yeah. So the full result then from the Brat Gorm. Gorm, I just about talked tonight. What's wrong with me? The Brat Gorm. Yeah, Glenn Brown came in first. Second was Callum Beaumont and third was Finlay Johnson. And yeah, there's all the results available as well. I'm not going to read a list here. Uh, but yes, I think previous winners who didn't actually manage to make the trip uh, included Stuart Little, of course, and Angus McCall didn't make the journey down. But I have to say full congratulations to Glenn Brown, who has managed to secure the title of the Brat Gorm and get himself that all important invitation to next year's Glenfiddich Championship. That's going to be all sorts of special. Of course, he'll join on stage alongside Jack Lee. Uh, that'll be all sorts of awesome. And also, he'll be there alongside Callum Beaumont. Yeah, because Callum Beaumont managed to pick up the uh, London Championship then, I think the following day. So Callum Beaumont picked up the London Championship, of course, on aggregate and managed to lift it overall and... Again, receiving another invitation to the Glenfiddich. So we've already got three competitors lined up. Glenn Brown, Callum Beaumont, Jack Lee. So there you are. That's not a bad lineup already. The Glenfiddich is shaping up again to be quite an interesting one. But yes, congratulations to Callum Beaumont, of course, and Glenn Brown for picking up those prizes this past weekend under what was quite quite a competitive field. Whenever you look at the amount of competitors involved and some big names in there, you guys definitely pulled it out of the bag. Congratulations. And, oh, as I mentioned about John Doe there, I think John actually managed to pick up, uh, let me see, what was it? John Doe, yeah, you managed to pick up the Hugh McMillan trophy there for the hornpipe and jig. So, yeah, shout out to John. Uh, but, yeah, full congratulations to Callum Beaumont and Glenn Brown, you guys uh, picking up titles over the weekend in London and managing to earn yourselves an invitation to the all-important Glenfiddich Championship next year. Exciting stuff. Alrighty, guys. Now, this is a little bit of a random story. Okay, now, this was sent to us by a listener and who's a bit of a fan of ABBA. Yeah, you know that pop band that does tunes like Dancing Queen and stuff like that? Yeah, that ABBA. Well, apparently they've released a brand new album, which I'm not aware of. I'm not really an ABBA fan. But there's a track on there that has really drew a lot of attention. A piping fans. There's a track called When You Danced With Me. And apparently it features either whistle playing or piping or both. Now, I've had a listen to it. And there does seem to be a hint of it in there. It's, it's very over-processed and stuff, so it's really hard to kind of pick out exactly what it is, whether it's even Irish Ullen piping. But there's definitely piping or whistling on there of some description. It's a definitely, it sounds very much like a pipe tune. And 
I want you guys to go into your own investigative homework here. I'm not an ABBA fan. I, I haven't, I've yet to, you know, I've listened to the tune a few times, but I haven't heard the album to hear if there's even more piping on there. But I do know ABBA have kind of delved into the world of trad music every now and again and stolen little, not stolen, but borrowed little riffs and little kind of licks and stuff from various trad tunes from over the years and turned them into pop songs. Well, could this be ABBA dipping their toes into the trad world again? Because honestly, I think I've heard this tune before. Now, whether it's a cover, I don't know. Uh, but I've ne- I don't think I've ever heard it before. When You Danced With Me. But I do recognise the tune that's being played in between the verses. And that's where our listeners kind of grabbed onto this and said, I was piping on that. I'll send this to Rab and see what he thinks. So I've had a little listen... And it's it's a difficult one, man. I don't know if you can hear this. If I actually play this, will that play on the pod? Let me see. So that sounds like ABBA, doesn't it? See, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to get done for playing music on the podcast right now, probably. But uh, yeah, that ABBA... And when you danced with me, the tune does sound very familiar to me. And I can't place it for the life of me. But it does sound very traddy, very by bandy almost. And uh, hey, ABBA, dipping their toes back into the Celtic and folk music scene again to possibly plug on those heartstrings. So yeah, go and have a listen to it. Again, the track is called When You Danced With Me by ABBA. And uh, hey, it's great to hear them back out making music again. You know, if nothing else, and I might have a have a, have to have a listen back to the the album actually and draw my own conclusions. Where's my little thing? There you go. I need to draw my own conclusions on that one. Uh, so shout out to Abba, possibly employing some piping in their music. Alrighty, let's move on. I have to give a mention this week, of course, to Lincoln Hilton, who put out quite an exciting announcement this past week, where he is going to be releasing a full hardbound collection called Kill Big. Now, this is 10 years in the making, and it's a full volume collection of all of Lincoln's work to date. Now, that's quite a legacy. 10 years worth of writing and composing all in one volume. It's 345 pages, so it's quite a behemoth. It's huge, actually. And there's over 59 marches, strespays and reels. 26 of them actually are competition-style pieces, which were deliberately composed that way. So, hey, you never know. We might hear some bands out there playing some Lincoln Hilton tunes in their MSRs. But, yeah, there's tons of great music being employed in here that we haven't actually heard before. You know, we've always we've heard Rye Chat and things like that, you know, Galway Girl, tunes like this from Lincoln Hilton. And we've heard those on all the YouTube videos and such. But there's a lot of music in here, apparently, that has never seen the light of day, including full harmonies and stuff, full arrangements. It's all in there. And yeah, for more information, of course, you can go and check out MD Piping, where I think you can actually go and pre-order the book now. It's $95 US. Which is a little bit steep, I suppose, but for what you're getting, this is a huge, I mean huge, collection of music that uh, will not disappoint. Like I said, it's 10 years in the making from one of the piping powerhouses at the kind of cutting edge of modern modern piping. Definitely go and check it out. So, yeah, I think there's also going to be a limited edition signed version for a few dollars extra. And I think if you do pre-order now, uh, it will reach customers by January next year, I think is when they start to ship. So there you go. 
A big shout out to Lincoln Hilton. Any Lincoln Hilton fans out there, actually, I'm sure you've already pre-ordered this. But yeah, for those of you who aren't aware of it, then please do go to mdpiping.com and pre-order your copy now. It's called Kill Beg, a full volume collection of over 10 years worth of work by Lincoln Hilton. Yeah. Now, we had some quite exciting news here, especially from the United States, of a brand new pipe band. And we love hearing stories like this, you know, whenever there's a new band on the scene, we're all over it. It's really exciting. Well, there's been a bit of an announcement saying that there's a new band called the City of Houston Pipe Band, who will be competing in Grade 3. Now, this is seen as a bit of a stepping stone band to the St. Thomas Alumni Band, of course, in Grade 1. And they will be working in close proximity with the band. Hmm. Yeah, apparently they'll be helping them with facilities and equipment and different things like that. And uh, yeah, it's quite awesome to see. Now, this is a band, obviously, that will be using it as a bit of a development program for St. Thomas. But there will also be some previous graduates from St. Thomas Episcopal School who will also be involved in the band itself. And uh, hey, this is all sorts of exciting. So the pipe major is Neil John Robertson and their lead tipper is Craig Henderson. Now, that name, Craig Henderson, of course, does ring a bell with me. I think he has competed with bands here in the UK before. I don't know. I think I might have actually met him once or twice. I, I think I know that name. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but, yes, for all intents and purposes, we now have a brand new pipe band called The City of Houston. And reading the press release and everything that managed to hit pipesdrums.com, it's incredibly exciting because... Yeah, it talks about the level of talent available in the Houston area and that it was kind of inevitable that another band would be formed in some way or other. And that, yeah, the con- working in con- conjunction with St. Thomas alumni and uh, is a win-win situation because, yeah, they're using it as a feeder system, I suppose, to the Grade 1 band. So, very exciting news. I can't wait to actually hear some music from this band. And, uh, yeah, I dare say, I think what's being predicted here is that they're going to be using drums once used by St. Thomas and stuff until they get on their feet and then after that they'll kind of carve out their own identity. So very interesting stuff. I really want to see more from this the story developing here. Now we have no idea what the uniforms will look like or anything like that or even you know what music they're working on but we do know they're in grade three and we do hope to see them on the grass next season. With a bit of luck. Now, the band themselves have thrown the doors open that if you do want to be a part of the City of Houston Pipe Band, that you can email them. If, or you can contact them on social media, of course. Uh, let me see what the email address is. Uh, see, C-O-F-H-P-B at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? But yeah, you can... <laughs> You can check out the City of Houston Pipe Band on social media. And uh, yeah, why not? Go and tick up the challenge if you're in the Houston area and be a part of it. Awesome stuff. Alrighty, now I have to give a, a brief shout out to Fife Polis. Go on, the Fife Polis. Who were in action again. I think they were playing at a recent Scotland rugby match. So yep, there's photographs and a little bit of video footage of those guys doing the business. So yep, shout out to you guys. I think you all had the best possible time as well. Indeed, so shout out to the Five Polis. All right, I have to give a mention to a bit of a news story as well that dropped last week from, yeah, the New Zealand Pipe Band Association. Yeah, quite gutting, actually. The 2022 New Zealand Nationals that were due to be taking place on the 11th and 12th of March have now been cancelled. Um, which is really, really terrible news. Yeah, now apparently this decision was made after consulting with member bands and the wider pipe band community in the New Zealand area. 
and it was decided to pull the plug. Now, this obviously has huge repercussions for the entire piping scene there in New Zealand, and the decision was not taken lightly. Now, the next uh, nationals that are due to take place will be next year in 2023. Sorry, not next year. The following year, 2023, in March in Christchurch. So, with that in mind... We're absolutely gutted. So for all of you guys there in New Zealand who were working tirelessly and preparing for your upcoming nationals, yeah, it's horrible news. Absolutely horrible. So, hey, it's one of those things. These things happen. And I suppose, you know, it was not a decision that was jumped at. It was considered over quite a period of time. So, yeah, with that in mind, we'll now work towards March 2023 in Christchurch for the next New Zealand Nationals. And, uh, yeah, if we hear any more information about that or any other competitions, for that matter, in New Zealand and their piping scene down there, we'll definitely let you guys know. But, yeah, quite poor news, I suppose. And commiserations to everyone there in the sunny New Zealand. I'm sure you guys are all feeling it right now. Indeed. Alrighty, well at this point actually we're going to talk about something that's really quite exciting. I have to give a mention to Chris Gray. Chris Gray put it out on social media this past week that he's going to be releasing a brand new tune book called Chris Gray's Contemporary Tunes from Scotland. Now you guys know Chris, we've had him on the show quite a number of times. And uh, yeah, I managed to catch up with Chris actually to hear more about this. So yeah, let's welcome Chris to the show. So, welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Chris Gray. Chris, how are you, sir? I'm doing grand, Rob. Thanks. Good to be back on with yourself. Indeed. Now, we have you on for a very good reason, and we'll talk about that in a minute or two. But first of all, it's been well over a year or so since we've been chatting to you. Um, You've been an incredibly busy fellow over that time, haven't you? Yeah, it feels like time's just fine. It's absolutely (laughs) fine. So... Uh, yeah, busy with different things and keeping going. So, yeah, good. That's it. Because you've been involved in a lot of online tuition and stuff. You've been doing a lot of like online stuff and all the rest. Um, but are you still composing and writing music? Yeah, doing doing lots of that. Um, been working on a few different commissions as well for like different things. So, uh, yeah, doing been doing a fair bit of writing as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. And what about your own piping then? I'm sure everyone knows. Are you, are you back at bands at the moment? Um, the the bands are just kind of starting to mm. gather again. Um, I've been quite busy with kind of functions and things like that. Um, kind of, of weddings and uh, Kayleys as well. And uh, yeah, that sort of thing. Particularly. That's all picking up for you again, Chris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say since kind of the summer, there things have uh, since things have become more possible. Uh, still very uh, carefully, um, everything's yeah. things are done. But yeah, oh, fantastic. Well, if anything, it's good to see folks like yourself and everyone else back out gigging again. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, but right away from piping and what you're at at the moment, I have to say, you put out an announcement on Instagram is where I spotted it. Um, you're releasing a brand new book. Do you want to tell us about this? Yeah. So, yeah, I just announced the other day that uh, the pre-order is available for my, my first collection of music. And, yeah, there's a lot of music in here. Uh, all the tunes from my first album. So Jeez. they're all included. And various other ones that I've composed over the last kind of 10 years or so. Uh, so yeah, all of those are included, uh, and then there's also a few special inclusions. Uh, three tunes by my late first piping tutor, uh, 
a man called Tony McDonald, who is uh, ex Scots Guards, and uh, yeah, three really nice four-four uh, marches that um, perhaps previously haven't really been heard so much, um, but I think they're really, really great tunes. So uh, yeah, delighted to have those included. Um, so these are tunes that haven't seen the light of day anywhere really until you brought them here to this collection. Yeah. Yeah, just um, I would say that a few tunes that uh, Tony shared uh, yeah. with myself and also my brother um, and a few of his pupils. So, um, yeah, Excellent. really nice tunes. Uh, yeah, there's a, a tune by my brother. My brother's got a tune in there. Um, <laughs> I, and uh, another connection from my local area, uh, a piper called Alan Maltman, uh, actually wrote a tune for uh, Tony's mum. Uh, so that's, that's another a piping tune in there and then there's a co-written tune with uh, West Coast Canadian fiddler, uh, step dancer and singer Jocelyn Pettit, so that's a co-written one and um, yeah, so there's a real variety in there uh, yeah. lots of different music and lots of pipe settings I've, I've worked and thought a lot about um, how the collection can be really accessible to lots of different instrumentalists and of course pipers, there's yeah. separate pipe settings and uh, a few tunes are uh, transposed in different keys and things like that. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's um, lots of that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, I've also notated chords for every tune. Uh, oh, for, for people who want to play back into it. Oh, I see. Yeah, just as ideas and uh, options to get people started on that, whether it's like arrangements or... Or groups, or backing, or that sort of thing, oh, or even at playing at a wedding, or a Kelly, for that matter. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, we'll exactly. we'll just have a look at your website here now. So as we can see, it's listed here now, available for pre-order. So the address for your website is chrisgraymusic.com. Not right? Yep, that's right. There we are. Mm-hmm. So for those watching the video right now on our YouTube channel, you can see what we're looking at here. So you have various different packages on offer here. You have the actual book itself, the old school copy book, but you can also get a PDF version a physical version along with the album and a, there's so many different things on offer here, Chris. Was that something that you intentionally wanted to do whenever you were releasing this? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that people very much like to have things in different formats these days, um, whether it's like a physical book or, um, uh, you know, actually digitally and whatnot. So yeah, I want to offer everyone that, that option Um yeah of what they would prefer to how they'd like to learn or uh, have it so yeah and then likewise like the the bundles that people would like to learn the tunes whilst having the recording mm-hmm. album ones and again having either digital download or cd so there yeah. you are oh definitely chris whenever i seen this announcement man you know i'm a fan of yourself anyway you know i loved your album that you dropped um, but this, honestly, would be definitely something for any piping fan to put under the Christmas tree. <laughs> for sure, yeah. But not only for pipers and stuff. As you say, this also incorporates the things for, you know, the accompaniment as well. So even if you're a guitar player or something, this could be something for you to pick up, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the intention of the book. Just, like, it's wide open. Um, of course, there's there's lots of pipe settings that can be... Uh, solo pipers, pipe bands, uh, kind of folk ensembles, um, but then also settings that are not with uh, with necessarily all the pipe ornaments. Yeah. Uh, so so that can be um, yeah, just like any sort of instrument or player, um, different level as well that would like to just uh, 
pick up any of the tunes and have a go. So, ah, oh, fantastic, yeah. fantastic. So, I have to say, yeah, by way of a shameless plug, I know it is a shameless plug, but I don't care. It's my show. <laughs> go and pick up Chris's brand new book. So, when does the actual book itself drop? I know it's available for pre order now, but when is the big release? Yep. So, that will be at the end of the month. Uh, it's like the 30th of November. So, I see. All set for Christmas. There you go. Perfectly timed. <laughs> So, Chris, I have to ask them, what does the future hold for yourself now? Now that things are opening up, are you hoping to get back onto the competitive field or are you going to be more focused now on your composition work? Um, it's been quite varied recently. Definitely, I would say the way things have went over the last year and a half, it's just things have just moved into such a different space. Um, I'm busy with a lot of things with my music. Um, so, you know, working on a few commissions and teaching and yeah, been out a lot of functions and things, so it's it's quite varied. Um, so yeah, just yeah, not not looking too far ahead at the moment, but uh, just really happy to have this um, this release coming out, and that's kind of just been, you know, sharing music that's been I've been writing for quite a long time. Uh, so yeah, I look forward to uh, hearing folk coming to go at the tunes and uh, just enjoying it. Yeah. That's, that's the fun of it, Chris, you know, that, to put these tunes in other people's hands and then just to see what they do with it, <laughs> you know? Does it ever kind of offend you at all? Like, say, if they have a march and they suddenly change it to a hornpipe or, you know, if they completely, you know, try to remix it in some way, does that kind of get on your nerves or do you think it's awesome? <laughs> no, I think I think it's great that to see other people engaging with the music and uh yeah, see particularly yeah, seeing people putting their own twist on it and uh you know arranging it in different ways, that's brilliant. Yeah, oh we'll have at it. So there you go. Just remind folks about the website again there, Chris. What's the address? Yep. Uh, it's chrisgraymusic.com. There you are. Plain and simple. There you are. <laughs> Chris, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast, mate, and very the best of luck with this uh, upcoming release, mate. I'm sure it'll be dead exciting. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Rob. Thanks. Ah, fantastic stuff. And yes, the video of that interview and everything that we were looking at there will be up on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel later this week. And that is... Chris's brand new book called Chris Gray's Contemporary Tunes from Scotland is going to be, yeah, it's available to pre-order right now on his website, Chris Gray, chrisgraymusic.com. Go and check that out. And uh, yeah, definitely going to be worth picking up for sure. Thank you to Chris for chatting to us about that on this week's show. Alrighty, guys, like I said, there's possibly way more news stories that we just haven't got time to catch just yet. Like, of course, the Piping Times have just released their cover for their annual. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't subscribed or bought, you know, your annual for this past year, then where have you been? Go to the National Piping Centre, pick up your copy. Definitely worth picking up. Oh, I also have to give a bit of a shout to the Northern Winter School that's taking part there over in Germany. Yeah, I think it's Germany, is it? I think it's Germany. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Stephen Crichton and Craig Monroe who are over there uh, doing a bit of tuition and stuff at it. So, hi, there you go. Shout out to the Northern Winter School. I possibly should have done more research on that, but there you are. Also, shout out to Waken District as well, who have released some brand new merch. Have you seen these? Yeah, sweaters, or as we call them here in the UK, jumpers, uh, with band ready. Right, quick march written on the front of them, and they look class. I really want to get one of these. And also, I have to give a shout to a brand new product from Mar Bagpipes. You guys seen this? Yeah, the brand new Mar Synthetic Bag or Pipe Bag. I just about talk. They're start. They're now starting to make pipe bags. 
Oh my word. So yeah, there's two different versions of the synthetic bag. There's one without a zip and one with. And uh, definitely going to check that out. So go have a look at the Bagpipe Refurb Company. For more information. What's wrong? I mean, I'm just trying to rattle through these news stories. This is what happens. There's just too much to cram in. And then I end up stumbling all over my words and sounding stupid. But hey, this is me. I always sound stupid on here. But anyway. Also, don't forget this upcoming weekend on Saturday, the 13th of November, ourselves on the Big Rab Show, we will be live streaming from the Livy Invitational. Yes, we've been talking about it now for quite a number of weeks, and uh, tickets for this event have been sold out since they launched, really. Uh, We have some of the biggest names in the piping and drumming game here, especially in the solo scene. And they're all going to be gathering together for a bit of a session and a few tunes to raise money for charity. So ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we will be there. And if you do want to catch the action, of course, and say you didn't manage to get an in-person ticket, then tune into our social media over the weekend on our Facebook page and all the rest. And we'll be live streaming all the action from the Livy Invitational Solo. So we're looking forward to that. Also, I have to give a mention uh, to ourselves in the Big Rab Show as well. We're also going to be live streaming on Friday from the recital, the Piping Recital, by Finlay MacDonald and Stephen Blake from the National Piping Centre as they head to Northern Ireland here in the Discover Ulster Scott Centre. So a lot happening on the Big Rab Show team. We're going to be jet-setting all over the place, uh, first to Belfast on Friday and then to the Livy Invitationals there in Livingston in Scotland. So, hi. There you are. All sorts of great live-streamed action going to be happening on our social media this weekend. Uh, so we hope you guys can join us for that. That's going to be all sorts of amazing. Alrighty. Enough of me trying to rattle through the last of my script. Yeah, I do realise that this podcast is kind of rattling on a bit. And it's quite a good episode this week because we have quite an awesome topic of the week to bring you. Yeah, let's get into it. It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Having launched the Regimental series in March 2019 and the Axial series in August of the same year, the British Drum Company were firing on all cylinders. That was until the world was hit by a global pandemic and they were forced by the government to stop production, close the doors and lock up the factory. In May this year, they reopened their doors and the production lines started to flow again. The company is as busy as ever and are happily back making shells, filing snare beds by hand and polishing drums prior to dispatch. If your corps is looking for a new set of drums, then don't hesitate to get in touch with their marching department for more information. Don't forget, tours are available for all leading drummers and their corps. The British Drum Company. Look amazing. Sound amazing. Feel amazing. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes 
quality, pride and passion made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time and, uh, yeah, be prepared to listen to a bit of a, yeah, starstruck rab, I suppose, with this one. This week we have Matt McIsaac, who's a multi-instrumentalist and an absolutely thumping good bagpiper. Yeah, I absolutely have been a fan of Matt and his bagpiping for years and it's an absolute pleasure to actually bring him here to the podcast and pick his brains on all sorts of topics. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's welcome Matt to the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast. Someone, I have to admit, I'm kind of starstruck with this one. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Matt McIsaac. Matt, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Rob. This is great. Uh, I, I've heard lots about your show and I've, you know, everyone's been on here and this is really great. I'm super pumped to be on wow, as well. you've heard about us? Oh, of course, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I hope it's all good. Yeah, You're everywhere. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, if you're a piper at all, you know, we are the show for the piping folks. So that's what it's about. But that's what we need. We need more piping shows. This is amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, I have you on the show. We're going to talk about quite an exciting gig that you have coming up in January of next year. We'll talk more about that. But first of all. I wanted to kind of introduce you to people who may not be aware of who you are. Uh, so do you want to give us a little bit of an overview of what you're currently doing at the moment? Sure, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, I am from Cape Breton Island in Nova Scotia. Right now I'm teaching um, piping at St. Andrew's College, which is a, an independent um, boys' school here in Ontario. Yes. And uh, they've had uh, a piping program here for a long time. Um, but Jim McGilvery actually started this current um, academic program that uh, that's going on now. I started working with him a few years ago, uh, part time, kind of coming in on on Tuesday afternoons to teach the wee ones, and yeah. uh, I just kind of you know stuck around for this or that, played in some concerts with them. And uh, when he decided to step back, then that was uh, it was just kind of a transition that we made. So that was really cool. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. 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 Well, you're also obviously heavily involved in continuing to play live and various performances, and that's kind of a teaser what we're going to be chatting about in a minute or two. Uh, but I do want to mention that, you know, your piping pedigree, you've had quite a, an awesome career in the piping scene, if you don't mind me saying so, with quite a wealth of experience. How did you first come to the bagpipes? What made you lift the instrument? Um, you know what? I, I felt like... Um... I was going to say that I didn't have a choice. It, I, it wasn't that I didn't have a choice. I, it was just, it was, it was everywhere. And I just, yeah. it was just always something that I was going to do. And I always, uh, from the very beginning, my, uh, my three uncles on my mom's side or three brothers, Kenny Allen, and Ian McKenzie, they all play the pipes and they've been playing since they were kids. So um, whenever mom was at the, the family, the home in, in Cape Breton, they'd be playing and stuff and there'd be parties and there'd be fiddles and pianos and stuff. And, and from when she was expecting me, it was, it was just bagpipes all the time. Um, yeah. So growing, growing up, I was listening to Ogden and Battlefield band and Bothy band and all sorts of great musicians. Um, and, and uh, so that was just kind of a natural thing 
I just, I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. I still am, <laughs> but, uh, so but yeah, I was, was just kind of thrown into it. It was inevitable, really, then. It was, As you yeah. say, you were surrounded with that musical culture, and it was just, yeah, it, yeah, it wasn't a matter of, will you? It's a matter of when, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I, it wasn't, um, you know, some people see them when they're 10 years old in the parade, and they want to do it, and hmm. um, I just kind of, I never knew life without them, so it was just kind of always around, yeah. That's it. So yeah. from that then, obviously, with lifting the instrument for the first time, uh how did you well who was your first tutor i suppose what who started teaching you well um my uncle certainly showed me some stuff but i never really had lesson like formal lessons with them because they lived um we we moved a lot and we weren't always in the same place um two of them were in the military so they were always kind of posted away as well um so i had a couple of different tutors we were also very lucky in um in st peter's in cape breton that uh that dr angus mcdonald was the the GP there. So he was living there for, for a number of years. Nice. Um, so he was a family doctor for a lot of them. And, um, and luckily uh, I got to have some really great formative lessons with him when I was, when I was young um, sp- sporadically, it wasn't regular because we weren't living there, but when, whenever we were home, I got to get him the lesson with him, which was huge. And um, yeah. And it, I was uh, yeah, really lucky to have him around I started um, my first, you know what, my first experience um, with lessons, I think, was the College of Piping in Summerside, in PEI. So in Prince Edward Island, which wow. is the smallest yeah. um, smallest province in Canada, Scott McCauley had just moved there. And Scott was a, a really well-known piping figure from Ontario, larger than life kind of guy, fantastic player. And he had like Roddy, uh, R.S. McDonald. And uh, Ian Spears um, was over. He was only, I don't know how old he was. He was probably 20, um, 18 maybe. Um, I was 10 and there was a, a camp. So for two weeks, I, I was kind of just um, amongst all these these guys, these yeah. great players. And, uh, and I still have pictures of it with the kilt kind of like three inches above my knee and big, <laughs> big teeth sticking out and stuff, my little chanter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was that was the first kind of intensive, you know, piping camp, piping lessons. I see. And, uh, yeah. yeah. When... There you go. Can I ask you about your involvement in the band scene then? Obviously, do, do you want to give uh, a bit of your history then with bands? How did you get yeah, sure. into that scene? Yeah. So we lived um, we lived in New Brunswick, which is um, there's four Atlantic provinces. I don't know how much your listeners know about um, Canadian geography, but um, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and Prince Edward Island, and Newfoundland, which is off the coast. They're all one little clump kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in New Brunswick, where we lived, we were close enough to Fredericton, um, where I could go join their grade four. They had a grade four and a grade two band, the Fredericton right. Society of St. Andrews. Yeah. Um, and it was a strong, like, they were, they had a great, they still do, they have a program there, but it was a great, thriving um, teaching program there. <clears throat> there wasn't really anyone locally that, um, that had, uh, well, I don't know how I say this, but skills, I guess, to, mm. to teach someone that wanted to, to take it further and further. Yeah. yeah. So, so I went to, to Fredericton. I started in the grade four band there um, when I was 12. And then when I was 13, I guess I moved up to the grade two band. And then when uh, my family got moved again to Halifax, my dad was his job moved. So we went to Halifax and I started playing with Halifax Police. Mm-hmm. Um, under Doug Boyd, and then John Walsh actually um, was living in Nova Scotia as well. John, who played with 
the 78 Frasers um, when they won the Worlds, of course, and yeah. um, b on the day and Shots. Um, and one of the most, still, he's one of the most musical players um, I've ever heard. And, yeah. and, he, and he didn't compete solo, so you don't see his name very much. Uh, I don't know how much of a household name, well, he is, but, um, but not, not the same kind of, um, not the same kind of, uh, whatever celebrity maybe as other, other oh. people that competed a lot. But, um, but John was the pipe major of Halifax for a number of years, um, when I was in my teens. So that was very, very helpful too. I, I was really lucky to just kind of stumble upon these amazing players that were in the area for, for whatever reason. Um, and just kind of, you know, I just kind of sponged everything that I could <laughs> off of them. So that was really, yeah, that was, That's that it. was great. So oh, really, yeah, Halifax. Yeah, I have to, that, yeah, I was just about to say, so that, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, throughout all of your journey in piping with your influence of your family, your surroundings and your bands, that has helped shape you as a musician and your playing almost, you would Absolutely. say. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so being, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, just having the, those influences um, at the time, I, I wasn't consciously saying, oh, that person, I want to get this from them. I want to get this. I, it was just, I, I've never been that kind of person anyway. I'm, I'm kind of like, I just take things as they, they come to me and just kind of hold on to them, I guess, um, even, even if it's subconsciously. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I was just lucky, really, really lucky to be in those places at those times. There you go. It's fantastic. Well, we have a number of questions in from listeners and possibly one of the most asked questions is your solo performances, Matt, at various concerts and gigs. They're, they're probably the most memorable point in any night for everyone who listens. <laughs> Can you That's tell cool. us about the construction of your solo? All right, because to describe it to people won't do it justice. <clears throat> it starts in one place and then skyrocket somewhere else. Is this somewhere or something that you actively work on on your solo performances? Um, kind of. Mm. I, for, for, yeah, for solo performances, like I, I was touring with, um, with a fiddle player um, called Natalie McMaster um, uh, for a number of years. And she's very well known in, in um, the Celtic music mm world and um and we we played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows together so she let me have this kind of spot she wanted to have the pipes featured so so i came up with this solo and i just wanted to it started out me playing you know whatever tunes i wanted to play and then um and then i started throwing in stuff you know like uh, <laughs> just funny funny things that i thought would be um need for people to hear and then yeah. they you know they reacted to it and then i would just try to kind of build on that um i never really thought of i never wrote anything down so okay. nothing wow. yeah nothing nothing is ever written down i'm always just kind of like making it up and then I'll, I'll practice that little if i come up with something and it works then i'll take that and i'll practice that for you know a couple of minutes and then i'll try to work it in but yeah if anything, that kind of answers a bunch of my other questions then because guys have seen you in concert and have said that you're, they always look forward to if you ever have a solo because they know that's going to be completely different from the one that they've already heard because every solo performance is different. And uh, that isn't, you know, an accident then in that case, do you know? 
<laughs> they're all done off the cuff, that yeah. kind of thing, on a feeling, really. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Wow, um, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, it's hard to explain, I guess. Um, it's just whatever happens in the just moment. Just happens, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome.
we've also received a whole load of questions because obviously, oh. Matt, you are quite a prolific composer and a ranger of tunes. And recently, actually, for those who are listening, if you haven't checked out Matt's YouTube channel, by the way, oh my God, you're missing a trick. And if anything, your arrangement of the, well, the Mason's apron arrangement. <sighs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I, can't take, I can't take credit for that whole thing, though. I mean... Uh, the, the most, the most famous, the one that that stuck out for me when I first heard it was obviously Stewart's, um, oh. Stuart Little's thing at at, at Carnegie Hall. Mm. I remember hearing that when I was um, that was 1996. I think they did that. Wow, that tape. as long ago as that. I think I think so. Wow. Yeah. So. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember listening to it like I've never heard anything like this in my life. <laughs> Um, yeah. And so there, there's elements of that in there, you know, there's, um, that's kind of like the, that was the, the basis of it. And they just kind of yeah. added stuff, you know, that there was you go. That's kind of what I did, but um, that's fantastic. But thank you. I'm glad you like it. Oh man. As I've said this at the start, I'm a huge fan, honestly. And it's, it's something that we wanted to ask you about your approach to arranging and composing. Is it something where you say, right today, Matt, I'm going to arrange something for, this tune or I'm going to compose something new or whatever. Is it something that you actively focus on or does it just happen? It just happens. And and you know what? I I can't, (laughs) I can't say that uh, I don't feel like I'm a composer or an arranger at all. I don't, I wouldn't put, no, I wouldn't put myself in that category. There are some people who are composers like Mike Gray is a composer and um, you know, there, there are, I'm just going to blank now on, on a whole bunch of great composers out there. Mm. Um, people that sit down and, and plan it out, not, not plan it out. I, I'm not going to speak about Mike's um, um, process, but mm-hmm. people that, that are prolific and put out like a bunch of tunes, a bunch of things that get picked up by other people and other bands. I, yeah. I've only, yeah. I've only written like, I don't know, four or five tunes. I think. Oh, really? No, I yeah. thought it was more than that. Well, no. There you go. <laughs> no, only, only a handful. And yeah. um, so that's, you know, I, I like the couple of tunes that I wrote, but, but I, but I, uh, I wouldn't consider myself a composer, an arranger, maybe, but I don't, but that's just kind of whatever I want to play in the moment. And I, yeah. it's kind of, it's fun. I can't, I find it hard to play the same thing twice. So, <laughs> I really do. And, and in the band, when I had a, a grade two band a couple of years ago uh, called 400 Squadron. And when I was making the medleys, the the guys would laugh because they knew that whatever tune it was, wasn't gonna, like each line was going to be a little bit different. It's going to be <laughs> similar, but there'll be some kind of little thing in there that they'd have to get their hands around. Yeah, uh, um, there'd be something. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. Like, I can't stop. Uh, I can't stop kind of trying to improv something <laughs> or improvise something in the moment. But there's um, something but beautiful in that freedom, though. Do you know what I mean? There is. There's something there. There's an element to it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love listening to other people do that. And maybe that's why I do it so much, because I just I, I appreciate it so much. And I try to I don't, I don't know how how hard I try at this at this point. Like when you do it, it's like a, it's a skill, I guess. You do it over and over again and you get better at it and it, it makes more sense. When you're in the moment of music, you know you have two beats until the next theme note that you need to play because that's still the tune, right? Mm-hmm. There's some things you can you can throw out because they they're just connecting notes or whatever. So that's where you put your little 
doodads or there whatever. Oh, yeah. You know. Filigree. I think somebody called it once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Filigree. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. So honestly, it's, yeah, for your YouTube channel, I have to talk more about your YouTube videos, man, because they're honestly... I have watched that latest video possibly an unhealthy amount of times. <laughs> um, so you play everything on these, you know, all of the backing instruments, obviously the piping element, but all of it is you. And uh, can you tell us about your approach to that? You know, do you look at a guitar and think, right, that's going to suit a, a pipe tune? Or do you look at a, a flute here and think, right, this is going to suit better. How do you look at it musically? Yeah. I mean, um, I I I kind of I guess I just play what I want to hear. I I don't feel like to be honest. I don't feel like I put um, a Herculean amount of effort into it because huh. because like all my videos basically have like two instruments in them mm. or you know maybe it's whistle and guitar, yeah, or pipes and guitar, um, or even guitar and guitar. But mm-hmm. uh, but rarely do I have three or four instruments, it, it just kind of like the, the effort kind of exponentially increases um, as, as you go. So, um, so usually what I do with those, those videos is I figure out what tune I want to play. And then for a long time, I was playing the guitar first. You know, right. kind of hum, like I'm thinking about the tune in my head as I'm playing the guitar and then mm-hmm. playing um, just kind of the chords I think are going to work over it. And then I go back and I play over it. Um, with the the chanter or the pipes or the electric pipes or whatever it might be or the whistle. Wow. Um, yeah. See, in, in my mind, Matt, I had this vision of like music stands everywhere, and you had a chord chart, <laughs> yeah, my, you know, a chord chart, you, you had the tune on another one, and you're like reading off two different charts at the same time, and then there's like three cameras and a mic, and but it's just again, it's improvised. Yeah, it's improvised. Everything wow. is. improvised. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, I don't know. Am I, am I ruining it for you? Not at all. No, that's incredible. <laughs> if anything, what I really love sometimes is, I know people don't do this when they're watching YouTube clips and stuff. They don't look at the notes and stuff below. But you actually give a rundown of the gear that you've used and, you know, the kind of sometimes. how you yeah, how you put the tune together and stuff like that. So, yeah, for folks who haven't checked out Matt's YouTube channel, seriously, do yourself a service and go and have a watch at it. and then come and blame me whenever you've wasted hours and hours and hours watching <laughs> all these videos. They're absolutely brilliant. So yeah. I'm, I'm addicted to YouTube myself. My pleasure. Absolutely. That's what it, that's what it's for. I just want people to, to have something that they can latch onto a little bit and have some fun. And yeah, oh, they're fantastic. If anything, I think at this point for those listening to the podcast right now, and for those watching the video at home, we'll maybe drop in a little clip here of actually of that little video. That'd be brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah.
So, Matt, can we chat about your band then? Because you guys have a bit of an exciting gig coming up, Celtic mm-hmm. Connections. Uh, Belich, can you tell us about the band? Yeah, so um, myself um, on pipes and guitar and whistles, and then Wendy McIsaac, who's no relation, actually. Um, she's from Cape Breton, um, another the other side of Cape Breton kind of thing. Um, she plays the fiddle and step dances. And then uh, Maddie Rankin, who uh, plays in the outside track as well over there. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays fiddle and step dances. And then Mac Morin on the piano uh, and the accordion sometimes. Yeah. So uh, the band's been around um, as Biola for about 20 years um, wow. and has been over overseas quite a few times playing. Um, we were in Celtic uh, Connections um, a few, we were over for Piping Live quite a few times, I should say that. Yeah, yeah. Celtic Connections, I don't know if we, some of us were in the Unusual Suspects in Celtic Connections in um, 2016. Yeah. Um, that was that was a really fun gig. But anyway, um uh, Biolic, yeah, they've been around for 20 years. I've been part of the band for the last four or five. Um, we just made a, a an album. An album came out two years ago called All Hands um, that we're pretty proud of. It's done pretty well. And, and, uh, and yeah, we're going to be over there with Braybuck um, in January playing a, a ripping show. Yeah, I yeah, cannot wait is. for this. So, yeah, we actually have the website up now on awesome. our youtube video if you're watching this at home uh but yeah for folks listening to the podcast go to celticconnections.com now and you can get the full listings of the festival but yeah your own specific concert is going to be held on the 26th of january um right. so you're, you know you're going to be sharing the stage here with Braybrack, but this is not the first time you've been on stage with these guys is that right no no we did um we did an artist in residence um kind of project uh at celtic colors festival in Cape Breton in 2019. And, um, and that was a total blast because we got to play a few concerts with them. Um, we did, you know, our own kind of sets and then we'd get together at the end and play like, there was like what, 10 people on stage and there's three sets of pipes and it was, it was crazy. It was so fun. <laughs> um, yeah, we just had a blast and we all get along like a house on fire and it's, it's great. It's such a, a really natural, um, yeah meeting kind of thing you know so yeah we're, we're, we're really happy to hear about that that whole thing happening i was very excited whenever i heard about the announcement i was thinking oh this will be good because i'm already a fan of bray rack on their their dual mm-hmm. pipe sound oh, they're massive so yeah, good so good and i obviously i've been listening to you guys now for the last number of months and that i'm absolutely a fan so to have two of my both favorite trad bands on stage at the one time oh my god so, who knows what'll happen look at it yeah. It's gonna be so good. So yeah, for those. So you'll be at the show. Well, that's yeah. We'll see you awesome. at the show. Awesome. I, I'll have to go. I, I guess it's almost compulsory. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. For those listening, then go and check out Celtic Connections website. All the details of all the concerts and stuff, including this one. All the tickets are available now. So go and grab them.
Grand. So I have to hear about more about the man behind the legend, I should say. And <laughs> yeah, we have a bunch of questions, actually. What do you do to relax? Have you any hobbies away from music? You know, do you play video games? Play yeah, soccer? sometimes. I don't know. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a seven-year-old son, so that's a hobby. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, he's watching Muppets right now, actually, while we're doing this. Brilliant. And uh, he and I are right now, we're watching the, the Marvel movies in the timeline order right now. So oh, all nice. the superhero movies. Yep, we're, we're almost we're two thirds of the way through that now. Um, I like, what do, what do I do? I don't know. <laughs> not, not a whole lot. I kind of just want to veg and watch movie most of the time. The school is very busy and, uh, and you know, home life is very busy and have an old house that always needs something done. So, you know, Dig whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Sometimes I just sit here with my, my chanter and just rip off some tunes with a metronome. That's how I relax. Sometimes. Yeah. I was just going to ask that sometimes musicians just play music to relax too. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah. there you are. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, this is a quick, well, we ask a couple of big rap show staples. Every guest that comes on the show doesn't get to avoid this. So you're not going to get to avoid it either, Matt, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us then in all of your history of playing in the piping scene, has there been one moment that stands out to you as being your most memorable? Mm. It's a big question. It is a big question because you could say it could be memorable for a lot of reasons. Good, good reasons. <laughs> good and <I'm> bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I feel, I feel like there's one story that I have to tell you, um, <laughs> and it's it's memorable because um, it was just it's. Just it's insane. It, it's crazy story, um, and it's not really memorable. Memorable because it was a good experience. There's two. There's two. Uh-oh. You know what? I'll, I'll start with the first one. The the one of the most um, uh, enjoyable and fulfilling experiences I ever had mm. was sitting beside um, uh, Brian Finnegan in from Fluke um, in the Unusual Suspects because we were sitting in that little work, that big orchestra of trad musicians, mm-hmm. I got to sit beside Brian for a week and listen to him play and play wow. with him. And it was crazy. So that was, uh, that was just like, yeah, that was a, a bucket list kind of thing um, for me, but my he's an incredible musician. Yeah. That oh would have been God, some experience from another, yeah. he's another planet. He's one of those, <laughs> one of those guys. Yeah. Um, beautiful man, such a nice person too, and, and just full of music and full of life, and wants to yeah. give music all the time. So that was that's one of my my favorite moments for sure. Awesome. But I have to tell you the story about being on tour with um, a guy named Aaron Carter. Oh, now Aaron Aaron Carter. Um, do you know who Justin Bieber is? Yeah. Everyone knows who Justin Bieber. Is. So um, Canadian boy, kind of you know, he's the, the king of pop kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe and uh years ago in 2002 um there was a, a kid named aaron carter so his his brother nick was in the backstreet boys who were oh uh, nick carter yeah of course carter, yeah. yeah so his younger brother aaron was kind of like um the justin bieber of the early 2000s and he was right. huge he was huge in north america anyway hmm. and he was playing like massive stadiums so i'm on tour with him mm-hmm. now 
why would I be on tour with them? Some people might ask. And I would ask myself the same thing. Um, <laughs> and I was at the time because I was in another band um, in the early 2000s. The first band I joined actually called Coolin, which was like a Celtic rock kind of thing. Yeah. That, that, was, that was so big at that time. Um, so we went down to the States. I was 19, 20. Um, and we, you know, we toured all over the U.S. in a van and a big trailer. Um, actually, Maddie Rankin, who's in Viola with, with me now, was in that van with me. That's where I met her. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, so we, <laughs> I'm going to try to make this story as short as I can. So we were on tour of this band. And I had a visa through this band um, called an O-1, which was a really important visa, a work visa to get in the U.S., um, not many people had them. I had them in the band just because I'd won some piping prizes and they kind of latched onto that for visa purposes. So that's fine. Yeah. So after the, after the band stopped, the tour manager called me up and said, listen, I'm going on tour with Aaron Carter. We need someone to bring the dancers in to country um, because they don't yeah. have visas. You do. So you're going to be the opening act um, and you're going to bring them in. You're going to play like at the beginning of the show and they're going to, do a dance routine to you playing oh, electronic bagpipes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I get down there and, um, we have the first couple of rehearsals and it's a, a seven week tour. I was going to join them for seven weeks and it was like, you know, the, the big stadiums where they have hockey mm. games, football games and stuff. It's like wow. 20,000 stadiums <laughs> and they're all sold out. It was, it was nuts. And, uh, the first show, I'm supposed to get out and, and do this thing. So what happened is that the dancers all of a sudden like bagged off and they weren't going to do any of it. Oh. Um, yeah. Like we get down there and all of a sudden, Oh yeah, we didn't actually put anything together. So you're on your own. Oh my I thought, word. No. I, said, I was like, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they said, okay, we have, they had like um, the backing band was like um, Janet Jackson's guys and Michael Jackson's guys and Harlan wow. and, yeah. Like it was all really like heavy players. And mm. then the Britney Spears choreography coach and like every, all wow. these yeah. big, big industry people were sitting in this little like, you know, production uh, setup and mm -hmm. watching what I was supposed to be doing. Like, okay, let's run your number now. Oh, okay. I'm not a performer. Rap. Like I, <laughs> I don't, I'm not an entertainer. I should say I, I play pipes and yeah. kind of, you know, like everyone else goes in the zone, they stare off in the distance and they play. That's it. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. me. So, <laughs> so I had electric, electric pipes and I had a wireless setup and it's a huge, huge setup, huge stage, um, massive big rig. There was like five trucks and four buses on this tour and wow. rigging everywhere and a big crew. So, mm. so I go to the front in front of this black curtain and you know, I'm just like, there's like, they're like, okay, move and try to look like you're having fun. And I thought I am trying to look like I'm having fun. <laughs> so, so they're, they're like, yeah, I've seen all these people, like these choreography coaches and stuff. They're like, mm -hmm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just run it, run it tonight and see how it goes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we get to the, the show. There were three opening acts. Mm -hmm. Three. No, two. Um, Lizzie Pagano, um, who I haven't heard of since. And then dream street, who was another like boy band kind of thing. This is so, mm -hmm. this is hilarious. So the, <laughs> the show starts the first opening and then the lights go up. The lights come on and everyone goes and gets concessions and buys t-shirts and stuff. 
Yeah. And they all come back, the lights go down and all the dream street fans, you know, they go, they go crazy. And it's all, Mm -hmm. it's all adolescent and teenage girls and moms. And there's hardly any boys or or males or anything around. (laughs) So it's all females. And the, the sound that 20,000 adolescent and teenage girls can make when they're excited is Mm. ridiculous. It's otherworldly. It was, <laughs> it's like a, a howl that just kind of reaches this crazy crescendo. So, yeah. so they, they're, they're cheering for, for um, Dream Street. So they come on, they do their thing. The lights come on and they all leave again. Mm-hmm. And then the lights go down, like Justin Bieber. So mm-hmm. they're just losing their minds. <laughs> but who comes out though? It's not Aaron Carter. It's me. And I I'm see. playing the electric, the electric bagpipes. And, and all of a sudden, so like there's, there's all these signs and the, the kids are going wild. And then they see me in the spotlight and they're like, oh, and, and the whole, like the, the shriek and the howl just goes, whoa, no. and it's silent. And you hear like, you can just hear them talking and stuff. And you can see them like, who's this guy? You know, What's going on? What's this guy doing? <laughs> Not even who is it? And I wasn't even, I wasn't singing. I wasn't doing anything. I was just playing this weird stick yeah. to the track and walking back and forth because I didn't know what else to do. Wow. And, and you could hear like up in the oh, nose. Me. It's like worse. one person out of 20,000. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Oh my God. It was, I, I mean, now, uh, now that I'm, you know, 41, I probably have more fun with it because it'd be ridiculous. But at the time, I was just like, "Get me out of here!" It felt like it was three minutes, and it felt like an hour. <laughs> just like, just the worst. Oh, so, man, yeah, you, so that I got off stage. Nerves are still. I, I would have crumpled. <laughs> well, I kind of, I crumpled inside. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's just yeah, it's ridiculous. And then I just ended up like I went to his uh, his manager. And I said, look, you can send me home and fire me, but I can't do that again. That was terrible. She goes, yeah, yeah, we're not going to do that again. So you just go <laughs> go stand up with the, uh, I don't know, go stand up with the, the backup singers and just do whatever you want for the next seven weeks. I said, okay. Wow. So, yeah, go. so I just stood up there and I played, you know, made up my own little lines for the songs and played whistles and played <laughs> whatever, yeah. improvised over the top of stuff there you go yeah did what you yeah. do best exactly anyway that's a long goofy story but <laughs> that's fantastic honestly what that's an experience good. man yeah uh, so there's another big rab show staple so i have to ask every guest matt mcisaac what is your favorite cheese cheese mm. well <laughs> i'd have to say um beamster Ooh, Dutch Mmm. It's like look for that. It's a, like three-year-old aged gouda, like hard oh, cheese. Ah, yeah, nah, beans, hey. like Beamster XO or something. It is ridiculous. I'll have to look. You thought I was going to say? You thought I was going to say cheddar, didn't you? Yeah, well, most people do. You know, <laughs> a nice mature cheddar or something. I do. I do. I love sharp cheddar, yeah. but but Dutch Dutch Beamster is my favorite. I'd have sure. to look that you up should, for sure. That's a good one. Try that. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Eat this. Oh, well, Matt, honestly, we could have you here chatting on the show for hours, man, but I have to let you go. I have to say I'm a huge fan. And for those folks out there who have not checked out you, your music, they're really missing a trick. Do you want to mention a, you know, a bit of a shameless plug at this point? Any points of contact websites for people to go and check you out? Um, 
you know what? Just go go to the YouTube channel and, and fire me fire me a note there. Honestly, um, Facebook. You can you can follow me on Facebook, and that's an, an easy way to, to send me messages. I'm honestly I'm not great um, at responding to messages really timely, but I I do try, and I don't have a website at the moment. I don't have um, really anything. Just kind of YouTube channel. I'm I'm trying to put out some videos more and more now. Um, with this last one that I put out, I'm going to try to put another one out pretty soon. But um, yeah, just follow me on Facebook and you know give the YouTube channel a listen, I guess. And ah, fantastic see you down stuff. The road. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So Matt, hopefully we'll get you back on a future Big Rab show. I hope this is not the last we've seen of you on the pod. Uh, but honestly, man, I can't wait for Celtic Connections. It's going to be epic. So for those folks out there. Yeah. We'll just put this up on screen again, actually. For those who are looking to get tickets, go to KelticConnections.com right now. Grab tickets for this gig with Braybrack and Belloc. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. I'm really looking yes, forward sir. to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Matt McIsaac, thank you so much for chatting to us here on the Big Rab Show pod, and we'll hopefully see you again. Thanks, Matt. Take care. My pleasure. Ah, fantastic stuff. And what a pleasure it was to chat to Matt there. And uh, yeah, do go onto the Celtic Connections website, have a look at the gig listings and stuff, and definitely consider going to that. That is going to be all sorts of incredible. Yeah. And if you haven't checked out Matt and his music and stuff, then go and have a listen on YouTube and all the rest. There's tons of great tunes up there. And uh, yeah, you'll waste hours and hours and hours of just blistering great piping. Yeah, for sure. So with that all being said, guys, it's been quite a bumper episode this week. And thank you all for tuning in this week and each and every week. And don't forget to tell your friends about our wee show and what we do over here. Yeah, we're doing what we can to keep the wheels turning in the piping scene until we get back on the grass again. Harkening back to word of the week this week. Remember, remember why we love this. And that's exactly what this week's focus has been. Just remembering the music. So with that in mind, folks, I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's podcast and this week's interview, our topic of the week, our weekly drone, our blister mail, and all that stuff. Yeah, and if you have any comments, queries, or questions, you can email us, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you go. Now, like I said, don't forget to check us out on our social media. We're going to be quite busy live streaming this weekend. On Friday, we're at the Piping Recital with Finley McDonald and Stephen Blake, of course, from the National Piping Centre. And that's happening in Belfast on Friday. And also on the Saturday, then, we're live streaming from the Livy Invitational, where we'll have all sorts of incredible piping and drumming from that charity event, which I dare say will be a roaring success. We're very much looking forward to that. And hoping you guys can join us online for all sorts of live-streamed piping and drumming uh, this upcoming weekend, both Friday and Saturday. It's going to be a lot of work, but it's going to be well worth it because we're looking forward to hearing all sorts of blistering tunes. And we hope you guys can join us. Well, guys, until next week, don't forget to check us out on Patreon. Click on that support and you'll get your mitts on tons of extra stuff. And we'll hopefully see you. Well, there's no hopefully about it. We will see you next week again for another Big Rab Show podcast for more piping and drumming shenanigans as we get ever closer to the holidays. No, no, I'm not even going to mention it yet. No, there's no big fella in a big red suit coming down the chimney just yet. That's a little ways off. We're not starting to play the Christmas tunes just yet, folks. Don't worry, don't worry. All right, let's get on, shall we? Thank you all for tuning in this week and each and every week. And I'll hopefully see you... Well, I will see you next week. Until then, take care. All the best.
Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>